Welcome everyone to Tarot Crazy. I'm Dorothy. And I'm Drita. And we're doing again channeling the Normand and we're looking today at card number 36, is it? Card number 36? 34. 34, 34. Oh, 34. There's only 36 (laughs) cards. That's right. It's card number 34 and it's the fish. And so Drita, what have you got to say about the fish? The fish. Okay, so when fish comes actually in, in, in your in your beautiful deck, of course, and Dorothy actually wrote a really beautiful book about that, Channel Little Mod. And I do uh, associate with this with finances, business, uh, wealth, values, gains, and all that kind of uh, energy. So when the fish comes in it, it uh, in a reading, it can mean um, a sense of almost like a material goods concerning finances or business. So it depends where it is in uh, in regards to your key card or your question so if it's closer to your key card it means you're going to have finances are going to be successful it's, it's, it's something to look forward to it it could mean uh, it could mean travel as well too because fish and water and things coming from abroad so that kind of energy yeah well that's where you look at your relationships your card relationships isn't it that's right now we the the, mm. the fish is also hosting the king of diamonds on it and of course that's a man of authority of status and person of influence and because it's a financial card and by the way it's koi carp on my card because in uh, japanese tradition the koi carp fish ponds are all considered favorable aspects for positive outcomes and so koi carp for anybody that's not sure and their big form they're an awful fish in their small form we call them goldfish because <laughs> they're pretty goldfish, goldfish. Yes. Um, and so this could pair with uh, say a bank or anything and again remembering card relationships and which way that king's facing and what cards he's facing could determine that another person has an influence on your financial affairs right if you're looking for a loan or if you're looking for a partnership for a financial venture uh, mm. that if, if it's paired with something that is career oriented then that leaves you in a position, obviously, of looking for uh, where that comes into play rather than, um, or how that comes into play, I guess. So which card relationship would you like to start with, Drita? Um, I am going to start with, okay, how about the fish and a rider right there? Because I think it's... uh, Start at the very beginning. Yes, because it's because anytime the fish comes in, sometimes like you're looking up your financial realms, well, one way or the other. So I, I feel like that is a little, you know, I mean, indicator that. So it, what kind of information you're going to have, news, advice, new employees, uh, extravagant strangers, something like that. So if somebody could come in, you need to, as you said, you need to pair with someone in order to gain something, basically. So even with a bank or anything like that. Yeah, and, and and I suppose too, looking at that word success around this card, right? So that yeah, when you, when, you, says, when you add the clover, yeah. for example, then it becomes yes, right. entrepreneurship. You know, there are entrepreneurs everywhere now, right? It's like the biggest exactly. thing yeah, on the everybody, planet. Nobody wants to work for anybody else anymore. Like everybody's or, or, or they want to supplement their income through creating videos or things they can do from home. Um, That's right. If you get the fish in the clover, you're looking at that 
type of energy. Uh, it can move into investment because we're looking at success or luck. If you're considering an investment, then it's saying it's a good mm. aspect. It's not saying that's what you should do. And I wanted that's to put it. this in here because sometimes when I, I get people asking for tarot readings, they think of the cards are telling you what they should do, but it's advising one way or another of, of an area they're already involved in or they're planning to be involved in rather than, oh, the cards told me to do this. I Do you know how many times a person sees yeah. No, I, I find that every time I just shake my head because lots of people think they're going to get the answers right on the cards, like, but it's not like that. Like, it doesn't work exactly yes or no question or something deeper. Like I don't know. Well, this is more along Why the lines of how many people that? say the cards told me to do this. It's like, no, they did not. They gave information <laughs> about where you're at what your potential outcomes might be. If you draw a general card and it's a single card, you have the loosest possible reading you could ever get because it could apply to a five-minute thing that happens in your day, I'm just saying. That's, but, but it's true, though, because yeah. they don't get the... Uh, uh, the true card readers, I'm sorry to hurt the other ones who are just flipping cards, and but you know what I mean? They, we we kind of understand the depth of information you're getting from our reading seriously, because it's like, it is a relational. It's like, where is your mind when you're asking a question at that time? So you could be thinking completely about there, and how many times have we in our classes have cut cards and redirected back. Okay, hold on a minute, because we are just like, they, like we, we skipped or whatever, we, our mind went somewhere else. And it wasn't really uh, paying attention. We weren't honing on that timing of the question asked and the card drew. So that's important to kind of know that. It is right. Like, know why you're drawing the card, what's your intention when drawing the card. And I divvy it up now into two sections. When a person asks me a question, a person who wants entertainment or a person who wants information. And when a person okay. wants information and they use that information, they can actually improve or enhance what it is that they're aiming for, or they can minimize damage by changing course or adjusting something. We can't mm -hmm. always prevent something difficult happening, but we can make it lesser than it could have been. That's pretty much where we're going. And if you get in early enough, um, say, say if you're asking about a circumstance that is in its very early stages, you have a lot of control in the direction and how it flows. If there's another person involved, you can't change things for them, but you can assist your own journey your own self when you're talking about something that comes a bit further down the track then you have so much leeway that you can direct things almost exactly how you want to direct them for yourself even if not for another okay when you ask about something that's already happened trust me you're not changing anything that's already happened it happened or you can no. then adjust as your next steps where you go from here and how you might want your life to to play out from this moment from the moment you ask that's right Okay. Uh, what about, um, so you mentioned uh, uh, holidays or journeys, it, it, talking about it being successful. What about the fish and the ship as a combination, as a pairing? But it's interesting because fish and the ship, lots of people can confuse this kind of thing you know, because you see people use a ship to go fishing, but sometimes <laughs> it's not only. <laughs> Are you talking about me? But, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is why I can't go on a cruise because it's too far from the fishing rod to the sea. <laughs> I just like, can see you hanging through the window. I would be. Oh, I'd be like, like oh, they'd, just, they'd say, do you want it? Do you well, want? Do you... What, what? Everybody would be drinking and Dorothy would be fishing. I'd be just... fishing. They'd be, they'd be asking me at the, when, I, when I get the ticket, they'd be saying, do you want like a princess room right at the top? Would you like a suite? And I'd go, no, I want the lowest window. What one's that? <laughs> the, the lowest deck, the lowest floor, the lowest, what's closest to the water? Funny. Yeah. So, so the fish and the ship. 
I think international trades with that one. Like, you know what I mean? Because anytime we have the ship, even even when the ship was by itself with different combinations, it's always trading, things coming in, you know, how your ship is coming in and all that. So it's quite interesting to get that import, export business, shipping company or fishing business or something of that kind. It involves always uh, foreign because, you know, how people traded back in the day, we didn't have the rails. We just, the ship was the thing, I think that started really from continent to continent, bringing things in. So that's, I think that's uh, energy of that. It's also remembering that that base energy of the chances of success are high, right? If that's something yes. a person's considering at that time, the chances of success are, are pretty high. Um, when you've got uh, fish in the house, Drita? Property, house, otherwise property, developmental, real estate, Airbnbs, any kind of energy like that or kind of, you know, with, it's just almost this value around your home, investing on a home, any kind of uh, any buying land could be that you know what I mean just like something for when home is involved is that's the kind of investments you're doing or energy you're doing or you're buying or selling or that kind of thing. And, and that is the thing because of course if a person is thinking of selling or thinking of investing and they get this combination it says combination it says this is the time to do it you're you're on the yes. right track uh, if you're not sure about um, you know, when you take the house, it tends to be more personal, right, most of the time, unless yes. it's paired with something that isn't personal. So these two make it a financial thing. You might be thinking of renting a house or having a holiday home or creating uh, an environment where people come to you like a and b that kind of thing. Uh, so it mm. becomes very much a, a more financial uh, query than a personal house query if you like exactly it's almost like an extra income something that brings or it's not your household or even if a person's worried about a new lease or can they afford what they're doing etc this is a good combination that says hold with it uh, things should improve in that area um what about the fish in the clouds because now we're moving into the clouds and clouds are clouds people <laughs> you can... uncertainty they move really quickly have you noticed how they blow from here to there could be the ideas too when we have a kind of business mm. and we change our look mind. at my face you i've know. got a cloudy day it's like it's cloudy all day today <laughs> be careful of people who are dishonest and you're dealing with sometimes that's a shady business kind of thing or manage, money management or dishonesty or fudging books or, or messing with the books sometimes so people try to yes. fix the books and watch out because you know we caught caught well hang on there's also that side to think about where this information might be valuable if a person's thinking of buying into a business and they're looking at it quite often they'll ask people like us is this a good idea well it might be a good idea but if you get the, the fish in the clouds when you're asking about that specific question, it's saying you need to take a double look at your due diligence. You may have missed something that they've got going there. They may have started a business that looks great in the short term, say they've owned it for six months. I wouldn't touch a business based on its ledgers if it's only been open six months, by the way, good or bad, because you don't know no. what its long-term profitability is going to be. Sometimes, like in hospitality industry, there's a lot of interest in a new bar or a new cafe or a new restaurant that flags after a while so you need to see a full 12 months um, or, or they open it during a holiday season and so there's no business during the off season that's what it's like up here in Monganui we, anyway. we, so here too trust me we've yeah. been on it for since 30 years almost on my of my life has been in hospitality business and especially winter times when I was dead so we had to compromise 
right. So it's a part-time. So the, the, yes, the right. business that's being done, you have to look at it as a 12-month income, not a six-month income. But it means the financial future is uncertain of whatever enterprise you're in. And again, this could be buying and selling a home. Mm. And that suggests you mightn't get the money you want. You know, if you put a price on a property and the property market drops while you're trying to sell or just before you put it on the market, you might find that you could could have to drop your price as much as twenty to fifty thousand dollars, and this happens for real in yes, every country we've seen in the it world. Happen. And so then, then you need to decide whether it's the right time. So it's not saying you should lose money unless you've got no choice. It mightn't be the best time for you to undertake that movement or that purchase or that sale. Again, it might go the other way. You might be looking at a property to buy just before its values drop. And if you're thinking of it as an investment for a five-year or two-year term or a quick flip, that's not going to work so well. So it's that understanding of um, uncertainty and therefore can I afford a period of change or not being sure or being unclear. Mm -hmm. Um, It could also mean you buy something and it costs you more money when you find out there are things wrong with it, you know, stuff like that. That's right. You have to look at all possibilities. And well, you all, know, when you bought your home, you spent a lot of money on it, right, after you bought it? I didn't have – it was nothing wrong with it. No, that but I same thing. To you, were, you, you were saying that lots of things were old and just needed to be upgraded. I just wanted I just wanted to put my signature on okay. it. So what about the so. fish and the snake becomes one of those really – like Oh, I yeah, those are watch out for financial fraud and theft and false financial claims. Sometimes lots of people offer you jobs. You know, like those are, oh, these are pyramid schemes and stuff like that. You know what I mean? So you have to watch what you're signing up for, how you people try to involve you into all kinds of things that are just like wanting your money. We've been seeing that. There's also overselling, like you could go for a job interview and they'll say, you know, in a year or so, if you start with us now, we're prepared to look at offering you a greater wage. False promises, yes. Yeah, we'll promise you a promotion for that period of time. And they have no intention of doing so. So you need to really look and think about what size that company is, what is the likelihood of being able to move up through the ranks, etc., in a reasonable time frame, if at all. Uh, If you notice, for example, you're getting employed where all of their management staffs are males or all of their management staff are females and you're the opposite gender, the chances are good they already have a preference and so you may not do so well. Um, False financial claims also come from investment companies, like it or not. If you've got share portfolios, there are often hedge funds and this is often this is like the biggest lie on the planet, by the way. I can remember in New Zealand when they asked about, should we allow hedge funds to be included as profits? And they voted for a yes. And I thought, there's only one person who wants that, one type of person. And other pe- they're the companies that want to keep their share portfolios looking healthier than they are. Uh, we had a, an appliance company that wasn't doing so well. And then I had to look at the hedge fund. And to lift their profit ratio, they would sell and buy foreign dollars oh, on, a, on bad years so that it still looked... So they're not actually creating an industry in the, in the way that they're supposed to. Part of that actually went under in the end and they were brought back to a bit of reality. So think about things like that too. If you're looking at investing in a company, check out what, whether they've got a, a, a large hedge fund holding. Mm. And if they do, maybe you need to think twice about uh, getting involved with them because you want to look more at their sales and returns and see from that perspective. So it's that kind of thing. I can remember too, we've had situations over the years all around the world in different countries that had this at different times where banks have promoted bad 
investments and where uh, investment companies have made big sales with big promises of uh, interest, okay. yeah, dividends just before they've gone broke. And they've been looking for an, an injection of cash. And what happens to that cash? I'm going to tell you right here because we've seen it happen with Exxon did it in America. That was huge. There was a big investment company, Lion Insurance here, which is gone now. They did it and they were selling these massive great interest rates. So greedy people went, oh, I'll mm -hmm. get in on that. And of course That's they right. went bust within six months. The shares were unsellable. Because they're shares, they're not protected. Um, people lost millions of dollars, but their CEOs, their board members, they did not. They walked away with millions upon millions. And that's why we create these limited liability companies is to protect those people. It's not to protect you, right? Anything with uh, uh, LLC after it is saying we're protecting ourselves. The fish and the snake tells you to walk on by. There are always plenty of opportunities out there. Uh, if somebody wants you to invest in their stuff and you're thinking, is it a good idea and you get the fish and the snake, I would definitely say no. If I got the fish in the clouds, I'd think, is it worth the risk? There's the difference between mm -hmm. those two, okay? That's right. There That's like a combination right there, eh? Yeah. So the fish in the coffin, not so bad, actually. It sounds like it should be, but it isn't necessarily. But it's not because you're nailing. This is like how you nailed that coffin. Nailed, nailed, tick, tick, tick. It means that like you're closing business, closing deals, stuff like that. It's like uh, withdrawn. Bankruptcy is some inevitable outcome. So it's like that is a final draw when, when the coffin comes in, really. It depends what you're trying to do. And it depends whether it's you trying to do it or whether you're asking about something else. For example, if you are asking about buying a business and it's really cheap or you want to pay less for it, you get the fish in the coffin, it could say, you know, that they're going into bankruptcy and you would get a good deal if you dropped your offer. Do you follow? Yes, right. Uh, it could yeah. mean that they've had funds withdrawn and can't keep going as they are. Or it could mean your or there funds are people will be that are... That's right. Sorry. Oh. Or there are people using a business for different means and they just don't need it anymore and they're trying to download it too. So so, so it, it's definitely things going in the downward spiral. Now, if you're looking for a job, then it becomes a different question, doesn't it? So therefore the answer right. it has does more too. impact. It's interesting because I was in that situation when I got Treats Coffee Shop franchise. My friend, uh, my friends from, uh, what is it, from overseas bought this business to come to Canada as means to that. But as soon as they got the citizenship, citizenship papers, they didn't need it anymore because they were having custom, you know, they had to come and make business to stay in country. So is it, then I, I wanted a job. And next thing I ended up with a whole business <laughs> for nothing. I, we just exchanged names and right down next thing I was running and it was mine. And that was, uh, that's one of those kind of situations. So it's kind of quite interesting. So it's also recognizing whether it's working for you or against you, right? That's right. That so you have to kind of... Yeah. Depends on your yeah. query. So, for example, the fish in the coffin, if you're looking for a job at that company, is bad. <laughs> you could find yeah, yourself... Don't go there. Yeah, don't go there. You could find <laughs> you yourself could... redundant in a short space of time. That's right. Because and... people can sell and they don't want those employees anymore. They can change the business to something else. You never know what's uh, what's a new, uh, or new owners are going to do with that. So it's quite important to kind of... Well, the thing yeah, is, if it's a closing business, if it's a bankruptcy, there is no new owner, so you're naked. And no. so redundancies come at the end, um, and there's no money for payouts is my point there. You're not going to get a right. redundancy payout. You can't make an agreement or a contract. You're new. Uh, or it could even be first in, first off, right, where people get laid off that haven't been somewhere for very long. 
not being mm-hmm. aware of their financial situation. But if you're going to a clearance sale, <laughs> it could work out very well. <laughs> you know, you can buy right. a lot of stuff dep- very cheaply. It depends where it's coming from or what yep. you're doing. Like, what, what was your question? Is always the question. That's how you get your answers to your questions. Again, if you're thinking of a bigger purchase and you draw the fish in the coffin and you know it's got none of the other things there necessarily in your face, if you're seeing something like this, it could say wait a little bit longer until the the truth becomes clear that it's a mortgagee sale of a house or it's a business going under and their price can keep dropping so you can pick it up for mm-hmm. a song. So you can use information that seems negative. It's not necessarily applied to you depending on the question. Okay, And mm-hmm. if you need to clear that and understand it better, draw more cards rather than less cards. Um, the fish and the bouquet is an interesting combo, more fun celebrations of that fashion industry pleasant way to make money and bonuses payouts otherwise you're with with the bouquets come something to celebrate or like a gift unless you're going to unless we're going to a funeral or more like a gift that's the words we're that's right and so the fashion industry is about beauty and it's about money but it's about doing things in a you know a way that's pleasant even you know, even um, growing flowers to sell is a really pleasant business. I don't know if you've ever been it is. on one of these small properties where they grow flowers, but it smells fresh. You know, it's a lovely environment. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're thinking about, I want to start a business and you draw the fish in the bouquet, it's saying you'll enjoy your business. It doesn't matter if you make a ton of money, if you're enjoying what you do every day. Um, bonuses are always a good thing. If you're working for a company and you're feeling a bit tight, uh, you may find that there is a bonus coming your way or a payout coming your way if you're being ended in your employee like the fish in the coffin and you get the bouquet as well it says don't worry about it it's going to come to an end but you're going to be financially okay or you're going to get a payout in which case you can take a bit more time to find another job that sort of thing that's right a lot of companies avoid those payouts now they used to be compulsory and automatic in this country they are not anymore and so So they don't want to do the bonuses anymore yeah i noticed well they don't want to do the payouts either if they make you redundant uh you they can tell you in it in a week they don't have to give you three months notice they just go hardship redundancies and we're not paying anybody out and so people get ended very quickly and they've got no protection against that anymore they used to we pay. ended up the same thing when, when we shut down. They, we, there was no pay, there's no redundance, and yeah, easy. And the fish in the fish scythe. And... Oh, sorry, go on. Oh, which one? The fish in the scythe? Yeah. Cutbacks, uh, redemptions, and creditors. Like almost like a, we just almost covered them in the other one. Well, we kind of didn't. So with the fish in the bouquet, we're saying you get the payout. With the fish in the scythe, we're saying there's cutback, cutbacks and redundancies, you may not get the payout. Um, and right. creditors are involved so the chances of you being in line for a payout you'll be the last not the first banks the are always one. first right creditors exactly. and banks are always first right. yeah uh, people last employees last and so while you might be able to sue for it you may never see it and so it could cost you more to try and get it than it's worth to, then, to go for what's that? So the fish in the scythe, it can also mean, because the scythe is quite sudden endings, it can mean you're suddenly without a job. That could be a sacking, by the way. So you're suddenly without a job and suddenly without the money. Um, things happening very quickly anyway, either way. So it's something to to really consider when well, you get the fish in the scythe. Yeah. If, if a company's undergoing cutbacks and you know that and you can see that in your environment something's up and that's why you're asking, then you might be able to plan an exit strategy instead of waiting till the last minute and ending up stuck 
And that's what so many people right. do. They wait till the absolute last minute and then suddenly they're stuck and they're without the job, without the money, um, even though they can see that the belt tightening's been going on. Uh, we've just had a couple of years of watching so many companies go under that we're seeing it across the board, big and small. Um, the right. fish and the whip, this is interesting, this one, yeah. Um, with the whip is difficult financial obligations, uh, so just and hard to ta taskmasters, bad employers sometimes. Which all counts, right? That means uh, if you're asking yeah. about a job you're going for, you might need to rethink it, think about it twice, think about how much energy you want to put into something. Having a bad employer doesn't always mean you shouldn't take the job, but it just means you need to be resilient because you might hate it, you know, for the time that you're there. Right. If, Can you if, imagine? If, if you're under a regular employment contract as in hired, you know, as a, a standard employee, yeah. it's not as big of a deal overall. But if you're a contractor, this becomes powerful and important because a bad employer employer might use you and not pay you right? that's right so it's very important to yeah. pay attention to that or if they can be very uh, what is it rude with that you or just like you know I mean make you work faster or pre pressure I feel like pressure so sometimes under working under pressure they can be really kind of negatively that's a person yeah. who wants their pound of flesh they want more then you really owe them in exchange yeah, for what they're right. paying you. Um, as a bad employer, that can cover a lot of sins. But if you're, again, contracted to somebody and they don't pay you for months, they may still pay you in the end, but you're left without cash flow. And if you're still working for them, a lot of people do this. They think, I'll keep working, I'll keep working, I'll keep working because they're going to pay me. But in the meantime, they're earning nothing. So cut your losses quickly, this says. Cut your losses quickly. And then, of course, you can fight for your payment while you're earning off somebody else. Okay? Exactly. Yeah. What's into in, in Europe, they do that a lot. They would, they, they drag your payment. Yes. Oh yes, I have people, my friends of mine in Germany, that they complain about that in Italy. They are working months at a time, two to three months, they don't get paid. It's like it's insane. It is I would, insane. How, how you, yeah. And it's the most disrespectful thing I can think of, by the way. The most disrespectful. Exactly thing. because it's just. Do you know I mean how hard it is? And people work for somebody, they don't even get paid. How do they feed their families? Don't they ever think about that? Well, some contractors they have responsibilities. Too. Yeah, some contractors right. too have paid for goods that they're using, like electricians or plumbers. Uh, a lot That's of right. them now have moved here into the zone of upfront, you pay for the items and you pay for our labor and services second, but you pay for the items okay. up front. So they don't get stuck with those bills. If somebody doesn't pay, they just lose their their hours and that's all they can fight for. What about the fish and the birds? Financial negotiation. I feel like... Like talking, business meetings, presentation, groups and funds, always with, it's almost like negotiating with something with somebody, like when you have the birds involved with the fish. I would just, last one, we'll hit with the fish and the child, because I think that's also an interesting one. Trust funds, immaturity to, to finances, uh, doesn't plan ahead, lives in a moment, easy comes, easy go. That's a bit of a... Ooh, hard kind of hard attitude to kind of deal with or start a business too. So you really have to have a, a better planning going forward. I would feel with this kind of energy. Well, it's more personal, isn't it? It's life. more likely to yeah, either be because, another person or yourself rather than yes. an institution or a property. That's right. This yeah. is you and yes, how you spend your money, how you're doing things. I think personal exactly. 
Uh, that could mean to a person who, when they've got the cash flow, spends everything they've got until they've got nothing, and then they're sweating it till they get the next payment, you know, or they, they exactly, they, or trying... they do that in season. Yeah. They they spend all their money in summertime and they're broke all winter because there are extra bills to be paid. Like you have heat, you didn't consider earlier. Like you know, I mean, then all of a sudden you don't, you don't have enough food because you have to pay for heat. You're gonna you rather go a bit hungry than cold, <laughs> where we true. are anyways. Where this is that true. is normal out here. It's like, it's, we have to be careful in that kind of regard. Exactly. And that's our show for today. Thank you very much. At ciao for now. Thanks, Drita. Thank you. I'm glad we, have, we came back to this.